the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The plot to rig an election and destroy a presidency. Yep, that's the subtitle of Andrew McCarthy's new book. The full title is Ball of Collusion, The Plot to Rig an Election and Destroy a Presidency. Presidency, And the last I checked, Hillary Clinton still isn't president. And that's still the best thing about Donald Trump. But Andrew McCarthy isn't fooling around here with this book. He's a former prosecutor, and he's been all over the Russian collusion story from day one. And he smelled a rat early on, too. In his book, uh, he doesn't have any problem saying that it was a plot to make sure that Hillary Clinton wasn't charged with any crime that would have cost her the election. And he says it began with the Obama administration. He'll be here to talk about it after the break, coming up here in a couple of minutes. And I'll ask him what he thinks Obama knew and when he knew it, among a lot of other things about this story. And if you watch Fox News, you've seen Andy McCarthy a lot. He's pretty much their go-to guy. He's the guy they call when they need an expert opinion on what's happening with this case and other court cases or investigations. We're lucky to have him today. And uh, just to give you an idea of just how unpredictable this radio program can be, and you never know what we're going to have on here, and uh, sometimes serious, sometimes not so serious, might be sports, you never know. Well, anyway, in the second half hour, I don't know if you could call this sports, I hope not, but in the second half hour, we're going to talk about something that may be, you know, just another sign that human civilization is doomed. It's something called, are you ready? Adult recess. That's right. Recess for adults, organized playtime for adults where you can play all those games that you have such fond memories of from back when you were in grade school. Actually, I can't remember one that I would have dreamed of playing if it hadn't been organized by a teacher. I hated recess games, but it's out there. And it started in Seattle, adult recess, which, and it's only surprising that it's Seattle because it's, it's not Portland. But uh, it's, uh, this sounds like something it should start in, uh, in Portland. I, I actually uh, talked to the guy who came up with the idea. I interviewed him a few minutes ago, and uh, he has also promised or threatened, I guess might be the word, to take this idea to other cities. Who knows? Maybe Pittsburgh. Are you ready for adult recess? But we will start with the serious stuff. Collusion. The Russians. Vladimir Putin. Hillary Clinton. Maybe even Barack Obama. Was it a deep state coup? Or is that an exaggeration? Ball of Collusion, The Plot to Rig an Election and Destroy a Presidency is the name of the book that may be the most thorough investigation of this investigation yet. And the guy who wrote it is going to be here when we come back. Stick around. Miracle League of Moons, Mike McGulick joins us. Mike, how's the new field house coming? The building permit was issued. We have the majority of the earthwork done, and they should be pouring foundation pads in the restrooms over the next week or two. Those restrooms are really going to make a big difference for athletes and special needs, aren't they? The ability to be able to use a restroom has always been difficult. You see how little space there is or little accommodations are made for individuals with disabilities, but it's something that we can make a little bit easier for everybody. From the field house to the ball field to the playground, it's really going to be state-of-the-art. It'll be updated with ramping systems and different things so that individuals that have problems with their mobility will be able to get to the same spots that everyone else easily can get to. And every dollar you give goes directly to the project. Our board is funding all the administrative costs, so any donation from anyone goes directly to the construction of the field. Let's make miracles happen. Give today at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. Sponsored by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may 
may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Stagerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Get more details about the trip or sign up now to join Mike Gallagher and Dennis Prager on the Stand with Israel tour by going to theanswerpgh.com slash Israel. That's theanswerpgh.com slash Israel. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, a warrior is more than a team name. Here, at their fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school, just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, a warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. A warrior is challenged to learn as they develop a strong work ethic, achieve academic excellence, and cultivate a lifelong love of learning. And a warrior is trained to lead through Christian character and integrity so they can impact the world for Christ by their example wherever God calls them. So, are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School, a fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. That's O-U-R-P-C-S dot org. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it's hard to believe that the Russian collusion story is still going on, especially when anybody who would look at it objectively would know that it never should have started. The Democrats are still threatening people in the Trump administration with more investigations, subpoenas, whatever. Uh, Andrew McCarthy is a former federal prosecutor. He's been following this from day one for National Review and other publications. And he's been the go-to guy on all things Mueller for Fox News for the whole time it's been going on. And he's written a book. It's called Ball of Collusion, The Plot to Rig an Election and Destroy a President. And he joins us now. Thanks for being here. Uh, Andrew? John, it's my pleasure. My I pleasure. Should, I should say presidency, not president, uh, which is the same thing, I guess. But uh, okay. <laughs> congratulations on the book. And Now, I, I wouldn't think it's possible uh, for someone with your background not to approach this story and write this book you know, as a prosecutor. Am I right about that? Well, I, I hope at least as, a, as somebody who um, knows how to tell a story, a lot of what we have to do uh, as trial lawyers and as prosecutors, is try to break down things that are complicated and tell them in a in a kind of a, a narrative way that uh, that's thematic but built on fact and and that people can wrap their brains around. So uh, hopefully that this accomplishes that. Yeah, I think it does. But I, I guess what I meant was the investigation part of it. Um, you kind of know how to go after something like this with your background, and there's a lot of stuff to to dig into. Yeah. Well, this was obviously, you know, there's different ways of approaching uh, a, a problem from a government perspective. You mm-hmm. know, you can you could do it by uh, congressional inquiry. You can do it by intelligence. They chose to do this as kind of a a uh, a law enforcement and counterintelligence matter. I think, John, that it was really uh, the counterintelligence was kind of camouflaged to try to do a criminal investigation without a, a predicate crime. But but since that's my neck of the woods, I, I guess it does make it a little easier for me to, 
to maybe see things that are significant that other people might miss. Right, and I think you've been saying all along that this is an investig has you considered it an investigation looking for a crime. Yeah, I think the whole thing. If I if I had it to do over again, I might have called the book "Pretext" instead of uh, instead of "Ball of Collusion" because um, it, there's pretext everywhere you turn. I think the uh, the counterintelligence investigation, which is how they they uh, carried this, and counterintelligence is the way that we uh, collect information to protect the United States against potential foreign threats. I, I think the counterintelligence was a pretext to do a criminal investigation without a crime. I think the criminal investigation was pretextual in the sense that they were hoping to find something impeachable that they could use against Trump. And the impeachment is really a pretext for what the whole objective of this is, which is to make the Trump presidency as short as possible and um, at, at the latest make him unelectable uh, by the time we get to the stretch run of the 2020 campaign. And I guess the question is, uh, would any of this have happened if Hillary Clinton had won? I mean, no. would, uh, not that they, they wouldn't obviously um, uh, investigate Donald Trump for collusion, but um, would would any of this, uh, if 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 Hillary Clinton had wins, there's just she's president and there's no investigation of anything, including her. Yes, in fact, I think that if if she had won, you would never have heard about Russia again. It would have been the Democrats would have just gone back to you know, appeasement business as usual, which has been their default mode forever with Russia and very much was when uh, Obama was president and Mrs. Clinton was secretary of state. Uh, this We heard about Russia and collusion solely and only because Donald Trump won the presidency. Uh, if Mrs. Clinton had won, there would have been no incentive whatsoever to uncover this, especially since a lot of it was generated by her campaign and to put a little kind of a, a belt along with the suspenders they did everything by counterintelligence so that it was uh, top secret and classified and uh, and that way it would also be very difficult to get at what actually happened here well and, and based on what you know about the people involved and, and what you found in your work on the book um can you imagine them plotting all of this if they thought there was even a one percent chance that trump was going to win I mean, because they, uh, they could not, they, they, they had to think that they were never going to get caught. Yeah, well, I think that's right. I think you get you get reckless when you think nobody's going to check your work. Right. And what makes people check your work is, is you know, when the other side wins or, uh, or you know, from, from your perspective, what the other side is. They all thought Mrs. Clinton was going to win, and that, would, that gave them license to take wild chances that they wouldn't ordinarily take with the with the Trump campaign. But I also think, John, that doing stuff by counterintelligence, um, which doesn't have the um, internal checking mechanisms that the criminal procedure has, also makes agents take wild chances. You know, and when I was a prosecutor, if I wanted to get a search warrant or a wiretap from a judge, I did get to go to the court by myself or with the agent, not with the, you know anybody from the other side there. But everybody proceeded with the understanding that eventually there would be an indictment and a trial where you would have to turn over all these materials and discovery, and everybody would find out what representations you made to the court and the like. There's nothing like that in counterintelligence. There's no checking mechanism like that. And going way back to the beginning, was the first objective to keep Hillary Clinton, who they thought had no chance of losing unless something drastic would happen, was, did that make the, the first objective to just keep her from being charged with the crime for the, uh, the stuff with the emails and all that stuff that was um, in, in, the, in the news during the campaign, that, that, was the, that they looked at that as the only way she could lose if something like that were to come out before the election? Yeah, I think that the the decision not to indict Mrs. Clinton, which really I think came from uh, from higher up, much higher up than the FBI and the Justice Department. I think it rested with President uh, Obama himself. Once he made it clear that he didn't want her uh, indicted, there was no way his administration was going to to do that. But the real the the thing that threatened her, from their perspective, the thing that threatened her presidency. Uh, was indictment. 
uh, and there was very serious evidence that uh, you know that could have resulted in her indictment and would have derailed her candidacy. So obviously suppressing that investigation was a big part of this. And this is from the introduction of your book, uh, quote, This book contends that the Obama administration, abetted by Washington's politically progressive order, exploited its control of law enforcement and intelligence agencies to help Clinton undermine Trump. Now, they obviously didn't succeed at that, but... Um, um, this is kind of what you're talking about here, is that it, you, you just mentioned that you think it goes all the way to the very top. Um, were, are you able to, if you were prosecuting this case, would you be going after the, the guy at the top? Well, if there was something to prosecute, yeah. it, it, what, what we're talking about here is allocating responsibility. And I think that, you know, first of all, just the fact that they did this by counterintelligence uh, indicates involvement of the White House, uh, unlike criminal investigations, which are done to vindicate the rule of law in court, counterintelligence investigations are done only for the president. Uh, the point of counterintelligence is to gather information in order to help the president perform his constitutional responsibility to protect the country from foreign threats. So that was the, that was the paradigm that they used uh, to conduct this investigation. And as I show in the book, there are points uh, throughout the story where it's clear that the White House is monitoring uh, what the FBI and the Justice Department are doing. At one point in the text between uh, Peter Strzok, who was the lead investigator, and, and Lisa Page, uh, who was an FBI lawyer, uh, they talk about how Strzok went to a meeting about the investigation and uh, at the meeting was told the White House is running this. Um, I, I tell the story in the book, uh, a big part of it is the uh, January 5th, 2017 meeting at the White House, where it's uh, President Obama, Vice President Biden, and National Security Advisor Rice on the political side, and FBI Director Comey, and then acting uh, Attorney General Yates on the law enforcement slash intelligence side, and what they're talking about is what information about Russia needs to be withheld from the incoming Trump team. And the context of the meeting is that the next day, uh, the intelligence chiefs are going up to Trump Tower to brief Trump on uh, President-elect Trump then at the time to brief him on Russia's interference in the election. Uh, there's also pretty um, strong indications that uh, the political people in the Obama administration were monitoring uh, the progress of the investigation that was explicitly said in connection with, for example, with General Flynn, where the New York Times reported that the uh, FBI was consulting with what they called uh, Obama counselors or Obama officials. And it's clearly, uh, obviously, they were talking about White House officials. And, and you mentioned that it, since uh, so much of this involved counterintelligence, uh are you saying then that would Obama have to have known about this and sign on to the plan to even make it work or to, to start it in progress? If things are working the way they're supposed to be working, important counterintelligence initiatives are known to the White House and to the president. The, the, the counterintelligence efforts that the country makes and that the intelligence community makes are the kinds of things that you find in the president's daily briefing, for example, when the president every day gets a threat assessment about the, uh, the, the challenges that the country faces on a long-term basis and on an imminent basis as well. So, you know, again, counterintelligence is done for the president. It's not like law enforcement, which is done uh, to vindicate the rule of law in judicial proceedings. So is coup too strong a word here? Well, I don't like the word only because, you know, coup is not really what happened here. Trump did get elected. Uh, the people who were involved in this have been removed, whether it's by disciplinary proceedings or uh, by the, you know, the normal uh, change of power. Um, and, you know, when we can talk about things like coup and deep state and, and the way that this played out. Those aren't, you know, it's not frivolous to describe what happened here as that. But at the same time, you know, we, we are familiar, John, with, with a lot of authoritarian societies where they really do have coups 
uh, and deep states, and it's not really, you know, reflective of what happened here. Trump, as I point out in the book, Trump ultimately did prevail here, uh, and though there, there was, I think, abuses of power, uh, you know, they were not, they did not result in the kind of things that we see, say, in a place like Turkey, where, you know, you, do, you actually have uh, military coups that, that throw out the incumbent government and where you have a deep state that, uh, uh, that, that backs up the political establishment, regardless of what the public wants. We're talking to uh, Andrew McCarthy, the author of the book Ball of Collusion, The Plot to Rig an Election and Destroy a Presidency. Uh, you don't give Donald Trump or his administration uh, what I would call a free pass in the book either, do you? Well, no, I don't. You know, I, I try to be fair in the book. I think, you know, all in all, uh, President Trump was the wronged party here. Uh, you should not have a situation in the United States where counterintelligence powers play a role in a presidential election. Uh, but I do think that, you know, Trump brings a lot of his uh, problems on himself. He, he had uh, it was not, I think, unreasonable from a political standpoint uh, to worry about uh, his blandishments of Putin, the nice things he said about Putin, the comparison uh of, of uh, you know, the American CIA and, and American intelligence operations with Russian intelligence operations, which are uh, undertaken in order to preserve a tyrannical regime. Uh, so, I, you know, I think uh, there are a lot of reasons to be concerned about Trump's potential policies toward Russia and his stance toward Russia in the investigation, uh, in the uh, campaign. In fact, uh, you know, I have to say that I was not a Trump supporter uh, during the campaign. I ultimately voted for him over Mrs. Clinton, but I supported uh, other GOP candidates before him precisely because I was worried about uh, a lot of the national security uh, implications of his potential election. And I also think that it's, it's a gross overstatement to say that there was no troublesome uh, connections between the Trump campaign and Russian elements. Uh, and I lay that out in the book as well. There's, I have a chapter in there about the, uh, uh, about the Trump Tower meeting, which I think was a colossal blunder on the campaign's part to take, but it didn't result in anything particularly meaningful. It does, however, demonstrate that they were willing to take help from Russia. It turns out that they didn't get the help they were looking for, but, you know, that was hardly a uh, uh, an episode that uh, commends anyone who was involved in it. I only have about a minute and a half left here, uh, Andy. I, I just want to ask you again about uh, the, the idea that Obama had to know about this and, and kind of helped set this thing in motion. Um, how serious is that if, if it's proven to be the case? Is, is it something that other presidents have done and just not get gotten caught? Uh, how serious sh should it be taken by even people who support him? I think it's very serious for the and scandalous for the incumbent administration to use these powers, which are meant to protect the country from foreign threats, in order to stick its thumb on the scale of an election. Uh, we heard a lot about collusion throughout the last three years, but there really was collusion here between uh, the Obama administration and the Clinton campaign in the sense that they, the Obama administration did put the, uh, the law enforcement and intelligence apparatus in the, of the government in, in the service of Hillary Clinton's quest uh, to become president. And it was targeted at the political opposition. That's not supposed to happen in this country. So I think it's a very serious thing. Andy, I'm completely out of time. I appreciate you being here all the time. Uh, the many times you've been here. Great book. And I hope it does well. Thanks a lot. Thank you, John. Okay. And we'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump says he's considering some tax cut proposals, but not in response to a potential recession. More economists now say they fear a recession's coming in the next two years or so. A strong economy is key to the president's re-election bid, so the White House has been trying to shout down those concerns. I think the word recession is a word that's inappropriate. He acknowledges he's considering cuts to capital gains and payroll taxes, but says he does that all the time. It has nothing to do with a potential recession. His big concern now is the Federal Reserve, which the president says must lower interest rates. If the Fed would do its job, I think would have a tremendous spurt of growth. Sagar Magani at the White House. On Wall Street today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down by 173 points, the Nasdaq dropping 54, the S&P 500 lower by 23. This is SRN News. Driving is freedom. The freedom to keep moving, to control your destiny, and to choose your path. And now, that freedom fits in the palm of your hand. It's called Ford Pass, the only app that gives you roadside assistance. Ford Pass rewards, and now when you buy or lease a new Ford, earn points you can use toward flexible complementary maintenance that gives you, well, more freedom. Ford Pass, built to keep you moving. Built Ford Proud. Visit your participating Ford dealership to find out about getting flexible complimentary maintenance when you buy or lease a new Ford and sign up for rewards. Roadside assistance is included for certain Ford owners and available to everyone for a per-service fee. Ford reserves the right to change program details without obligations. Visit your participating dealer or FordPassRewards.com for program rules and restrictions. Ford Pass, compatible with select smartphone platforms, is available via a download. Dennis Prager is on a mission. Liberals tell the truth, liberals lie. Conservatives tell the truth, conservatives lie. But the left always lies. Because truth is not a left-wing value. So it doesn't bother their conscience. This, I'll call it a crusade. This crusade to expose the left's lie about Charlottesville is deep in my conscience. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. Community Bank, City Mission, Number One Cochrane, Highmark Stadium, Peters Township Community Center, Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction, design and build with one company. Nello Construction, full service construction from the ground up. Renovation, expansion. Nello Construction, the choice for business. See the projects, begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Are you worried that the next market downturn could rob you of your wealth and your security? Are you concerned that your lifetime may last longer than your life savings? You don't have to be. For over 30 years, Gary Hunt has advocated for strong retirement principles, helping families in Allegheny and Westmoreland generate more income while protecting their retirement funds. And Gary now offers retirement-minded savers and investors a free book so you can better understand what it takes to structure a more stable, secure, and confident retirement. Call Gary Hunt and request your copy of Income Allocation. 844-366-HUNT. That's 844 844- 366-4868. Homeowners love their Pella windows and doors, and we love how happy we made Susan from Sewickley. I just have to tell you, this bay window is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Can we install some happiness for you? Right now, get 50% off installation or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call for your free consultation. We'll come to you. 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Seeing a lot of heavy volume on the Parkway West. Inbound 79 all the way to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. And very busy on the Parkway East. That's stacking up outbound from Forbes Avenue to Edgewood Swissvale. Inbound heavy Britain Road overpass to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Got an accident. Green Tree Road at Green Oak Lane in Scott Township. Slowing down outbound Parkway North, Mount Nebo Road overpass up to 79. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. 
a muggy night tonight with a shower or heavy thunderstorm in the area heading down to a low of 69. For tomorrow, clouds, some sun, still humid with a shower or thunderstorm around a high of 84. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night, a low of 63. And for Thursday, cooler and turning less humid, clouds and some sun, and a shower or thunderstorm in places mainly to the south and east of Pittsburgh and a high of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Jake Soja. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Uh, recess. Everybody remembers recess in school. And I hated recess. I mean, I didn't hate recess. I, that was my favorite subject and the, the subject that I did best in. But I, I never liked, I never was a big fan of the recess games. I would rather the teachers left us alone, let us play our own games, which we did. Uh, we played a game called Kill the Man, uh, which uh, would have to be changed, of course, to Kill the Person if it was uh, played today. But um, it involved throwing a ball up in the air, and whoever caught it, uh, everybody tried to kill him. Not literally, obviously. Um, but you, he, the, the idea was if you caught and, – and by the way, you wanted to catch the ball. You wanted to be the guy that everybody tried to kill because the challenge was seeing how long you could run around without anybody catching you. And you're at that age – you're pretty good at juking people out, and uh, you just liked it. So I like I liked kill the man, and uh, I was pretty good at it. As you know, I was I was afraid, so I I ran fast, and I had pretty good moves, and I could get away. But uh, that was you know that was our recess. But uh, this is we, there's something now starting, and it scares it should scare everybody. <laughs> it's it's called it's called adult recess. Okay, uh, it started in Seattle, I guess, and. Um, the ad here says, uh, um, let's see, says, music, get ready to dance as DJ, somebody or others, uh, sings all your favorite uh, favorites throughout the day and don't miss sets by Atomic Pop as they cover hits from the 80s and 90s. I have a feeling this is for millennials, which kind of uh, doesn't surprise me <laughs> for some reason. And remember, this show is produced by a millennial. Aaron Byrne is a millennial, so... She's not in there making faces at me. She's kind of agreeing with me about this stuff. Aren't you, Aaron? You can talk if you want. Yeah, no, I agree with you. This, this doesn't of... surprise you that this is... Uh... Unfortunately, no, it doesn't surprise me. It's sad, but it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see plenty of people that I went to college with, their old friends, they do this. loving this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. Well, just so you know, what it says here is uh, the ad says, uh, Recess, come out and play. Uh, It's the adult's turn to play as you relive the good old days at Adult Recess, a day of fun featuring all of your favorite schoolyard games, music, food, and more. But this time, it's just for adults. It's actually just for adults who have arrested development, but it doesn't say that. Uh, Let me see what it says here about the games, uh, because I had had the list of games here. Um, It uh, it, it to play um, Foursquare, Hopscotch, Tetherball, Kickball. Uh, I didn't see Kill the Man listed in there, but apparently uh, that's not part of the deal. I, that, you know, actually, that would be that would actually be fun to go back and play another game of Kill the Man at my age with the same guys. I think I'd still be pretty good. I, those guys couldn't catch me. They couldn't catch me when I was ten. They're, they're old too. They're not going to catch me. So I, I actually, I actually might like that. Then they have a snack bar and they have a picture here of Necco wafers and Lemonheads and Nerds and Laffy Taffy. And double bubble bubble gum, all those things I like to eat, by the way. Um, and but that's you know that's what you get at the uh, at the snack bar and the recess games. It says uh, play some of your favorite schoolyard games, including dodgeball, kickball, foursquare, tetherball, hopscotch, jump rope. I have to say that um, I've been on the planet for seventy years. I have never jumped rope in my life. Never, not once have I ever. I mean. I think I tried to kind of do the kind of jump rope that you do if you're a, a boxer does, and I was bad at it, so I gave it up. Uh, and I, I think I could have mastered it if I worked at it, but I never had interest in it. But I'm talking about, you know, the jump rope where you're some two people swinging the rope and you're jumping in and out. Never in my life have I ever played that, I, I'm proud to say. So would you like that if it, if it came to Pittsburgh? Uh, you know, I don't know. Where would they have it? Um, Shenley Park? I don't know. They could do it in, in you know out in the suburbs somewhere. Uh, adult recess. Well, I was able to track down somebody. His name is Clay Lundquist, and he works for uh, Center State Entertainment and Marketing out in Seattle. And he came up with the idea. And you know, I when I have people like this on, I can't 
I'm just not going to ambush them and make fun of them and torture them about uh, the stuff that gets on my nerves and try to make a, uh, a fool out of them. So I, I tried to keep the interview polite, and I just wanted you to get to hear uh, exactly what Clay said about the wonderful new uh, idea that could be catching, uh, taking hold across the country, and that would be adult recess. So, Clay, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you, John. So tell me, uh, this is uh, I'm an old guy, and, you know, uh, recess for adults is kind of a strange concept for me. Explain to me what happens there. Basically, we are trying to bring back the recess that we all remember as kids. And with this version, we called it, you know, recess with beer. So we wanted to have all of the games, um, like tetherball, kickball, um, that we used to have some of the things that we did other than games, like we made friendship bracelets, as well as having music. Uh, this, this version had music from the eighties and nineties and, uh, had different food vendors out there that had the food that we really don't get to eat as much anymore, but we used to enjoy as kids. So it's kind of a cheat day. So uh, was this something that would succeed without beer? It would. Yeah. We have looked at it for different things. It's uh, really, it's more of a lifestyle event the way we uh, picture it. But um, depending on, you know, where we're at and the types of types of crowd we're looking at, sometimes it's uh it's better to have a beer garden. Sometimes it's better to um, have it all ages or just have an adult and be a little more of lifestyle. And what, what age group is it mostly that seems to appeal to? The age group we looked at most um, was about 25 to 45. That was our kind of our key demographic. So a pretty wide group of people. But we, uh, we got people from all over, people that were just over 21. Um, and we get people that are um, in their 60s. So... It's great to see everybody out there, and they all get together. And more male or female, or is it about even? About even. Pretty even split, yeah. See, I um, it's, kind of, it's, it's, it's hard for me to uh, picture myself doing this when I was 25 years old, say. I, I, you know, I grew up with a bunch of guys who liked to play actual sports, and, um, yep. you know, I, I played, like, pretty serious softball and flag football leagues and things like that. Is that... Is that something, is this replacing that? No, it's not replacing it. Uh, we actually look at it a little differently. We um, This is for people that don't ha- really have the time to go out and, you know, be on a softball league, a kickball league. You know, our events are for one day where people can go out, just have one day and, you know, kind of relive the, the glory days a little bit. And how? So there's definitely not taking the place, but, uh, you know, kind of a filler for that. How do uh, people become aware of this? Is, are you guys advertising it out there? We are. We just had our biggest, uh, first big event in Seattle where we had a 1,000 people at a park um, just a few weeks ago, and we're putting together other smaller events, looking at different cities we can bring this to, as well as doing it for retreats for corporations and parties um, so they can bring it to their employees to get them out for the day. And what's the most popular event or activity, I um, guess, Surprisingly, as far as the games went, it was tetherball, which uh, we were not expecting. Wow. And what what are the other popular ones? Um, Kickball was very popular. Um, As far as the sports games, um, Foursquare was popular. Uh, Dodgeball did okay. And um, we had uh, Hopscotch as well did pretty well. So as far as the sports games, that's kind of the the rank they went in. Hopscotch is, uh, that would be... Uh, that uh, that I don't know about that one. That that seems like it might be a little strange to get people involved in that. I I, I couldn't do that when I was eight. I didn't. I, I know, didn't, right? I didn't. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's the nostalgia factor. We, you know, we uh, we make sure that we put up all the rules so people remember how to play and uh, so they can try it. And we definitely watched everybody kind of go station to station to try everything out on the at our events. Now, you're always going to run into people who get involved in things like this that's supposed to be just, you know, quote-unquote fun, but then they be they might have some a little bit more competitive spirit than you'd like, and maybe somebody yep. hits, the, hits the ball a little too hard in tetherball or maybe, you know, gets a little bit too aggressive in dodgeball. Do you have any of that? We didn't really. We had um, maybe a couple of instances where people were just a little too, uh, a little too boisterous, but for the most part, people were out just there just to have fun uh, one of the rules we said when we were on our ticketing site and on our website was no bullies so people kind of knew just to come out and you know have a nice chill day it's no so bully, bullying hasn't been a problem no nope, not at all 
Um, and where do you see this going? You say it, uh, it's coming to different. Is this is this something that you're trying to? It's like like a franchise. You're trying to spread it around the country. Yeah, we're looking at different cities to see where it would make the most sense. Um, we have different variations that we're working on to uh, do it. So um, Seattle um, was a, a basically a test event for us to do the first big, large-scale event, and now we're looking at, you know, different uh, sizes, size events we can do, incorporating it with existing events and, uh, you know, seeing where else we can bring this. But, yeah, we do feel like um, getting adults out to play is, you know, a movement, and we want to, you know, get that going. Well, hey, Clay, I appreciate you being on and tell me about this. I, I, I just kind of stumbled across it somewhere today online, and it just the, the name Adult Recess uh, piqued my interest a little bit. I wanted to find out what was going on. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking, our, taking the time to have us on. All right. Thanks, Clay. Appreciate it. Thanks, Todd. All right. That's Bye. Clay Lundquist. Yeah, that's Clay. And I, uh, see, I, I was nice to him, and I was polite, and I let, let him explain. And uh, I was, well, I thought it would be interesting for you to hear that because I don't think everybody, uh, I don't think too many people know that there are actual adults out there playing hopscotch. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> and I, uh, I while he was talking, uh, as I was hearing the listening to the interview being played back there, as you were listening to it, I was picturing guys I knew uh, who I grew up with, you know, when we were 38, 37, 30, um, instead of playing in really good softball leagues or in a flag football league, which I did until I was about 35 or 36, um, we were playing hopscotch. I'm just, it's just, you know, uh, it's hard for me. Maybe it's not for you. I don't know, you know, I guess maybe it depends on how old you are, but um, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, we used to get excited about our flag football league starting up. We'd go have a couple of practices and, you know, talk about it a little bit and, talk about how old we were getting and whether or not we're going to be able to make it through another season. The same thing with softball. And I'm just I'm just trying to picture myself being on the phone and calling up the guys, you know, and saying, "Listen, uh, I think we've gotten I think we've, you know, this softball, football thing and these, you know, basketball, it's kind of run its course. I just came across this thing. It's called uh, adult recess. We could How'd you guys feel about going down there and uh, you know getting involved in that? Well, what's what's involved in it? Well, I mean, you know, we'd play some tether ball, maybe a little kickball, uh, and some hopscotch. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> they would the, the, first of all they'd never speak to me. Again. Well, I don't know if they'd laugh at me; they'd never stop laughing. But apparently, not apparently, obviously, um, there are there are people, grown men and women, especially men with the hopscotch bothers me a little bit, but uh, especially grown men. Play out in Seattle. I'd like to get you some video of this. Actually, there are there are grown men involved in voluntarily playing hopscotch and um, dodgeball and kickball. I got a big problem with kickball too. I got in trouble on. I got into some discussions on Twitter with some people about kickball. They they thought I was being. I don't know what. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't understanding enough uh, of the fun that's involved in playing kickball. See, kickball is something we played in the street when we had nothing else to do, and maybe I don't know if there was some rare occasion when we wanted the, the girls to play with us. We would we would play kickball because you know they could do it, and uh, uh, and rare occasions we would play kickball. Um, we played like you know football, basketball, and baseball or softball. And um, hockey, I missed out on because the Penguins didn't move here till I was already out of high school. But I would have played hockey. We didn't play lacrosse. I would have played that too. I don't know that I ever would have been involved in playing hopscotch. Um, so that's what they're doing though out in Seattle, and it's maybe coming to Pittsburgh. So uh, maybe I should have told you the um, the website or something that that week is. Do we have the website in there, Aaron? It, I'm sure there's somebody out there who would love the idea of playing. Recessevent.com. You can check it out and maybe find out if you can, you know, bring it to Pittsburgh. Now, this is also one of those things that you, you're, if you're a guy, your wife might try to make you do because you know, maybe some of her friends at work are involved, and she'll tell you how much fun it will be. And come on, and you know, don't take it so seriously. We'll go. And that's one of those things. It's where you. It's like a movie that you know when you go to a chick flick with your wife, and you know it's a chick flick you're going to hate. But you know it's not bad enough that it's worth having a big fight over. So you go and you tell her you liked it when you really didn't. 
I don't know that this sounds like something that would be like that. Um, but it also, if I think if it were my wife and she was going to make an issue out of me going to play hopscotch somewhere, we'd get a divorce. We'll be right back. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, Siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Sagerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention, so many choices and ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. Today's technology can do that, but you need the resources and know-how to make it all work. You need Salem Surround. With all the digital marketing tools available and necessary to compete in today's business world, you need to know how to use all the options efficiently. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. For no limitations on how and where you can reach customers, there's Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. You started your business with nothing but a great big idea. They told you it couldn't be done, but that just made your work harder to prove them wrong. Now look at you, ready to take on the world. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South gets where you're coming from. When they said they wanted to create great big graphics for great big ideas like yours in less time than anyone else, they were told it couldn't be done. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South just smiled and said, oh yeah, watch us. When you need a large format printing partner who can provide high quality visual graphics in stunning detail, from trade show displays to outdoor signs, 3M brand vehicle wrap for your fleet to window graphics, banners, and decals. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South can handle most jobs in two days or less and can roll with last-minute change-ups without breaking a sweat. Who says it can't be done? For a free quote, visit speedpropghsouth.com. Morning Bullets is asking for the public to respond to a nationwide poll that could help shape political policy in 2020. This is your chance to be heard by the decision makers all the way up the chain. Their question, should the federal government provide free health care to illegal immigrants? Yes or no? Visit trumpspulseonamerica.com to let your voice be heard before the decisions are made for you. Medical services are guaranteed by the Emergency Treatment and Active Labor Act and require hospitals to provide care regardless of citizenship, legal status, or ability to pay. The Federation for American Immigration Reform reported that medical expenditures for illegal immigrants was over $17 billion in 2017 alone. The decision is up for debate and the policymakers want to hear what the public thinks. Should the federal government provide free health care to illegal immigrants? Yes or no? Go to trumpspulseonamerica.com now to vote. That's trumpspulseonamerica.com. trumpspulseonamerica.com. Be heard. Warning. Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. I've said for a long time that Harris Faulkner, the uh, the woman who anchors the uh, the news during the day, the the show outnumbered on Fox, is the best anchor I think on national television right now. As far as being involved in doing live shots and take it from somebody who knows what's involved in doing that, I've worked in TV for a long time. 
I think she's just better than anybody on national TV doing that kind of thing. And she was on today talking to a guy named Richard Goldstein on Outnumbered. He was the one man on the set. And speaking of hopscotch, he's always struck me as the type of guy who looks like he'd be really good at hopscotch. And he wor- used to work for Hillary Clinton. And he looks like the type of guy that maybe got slapped around a lot by Hillary. That's just me. Uh, but And also, I think that all the women on the panel, it's all women and one man, each one of them could have slapped him around and beat him up. But he was on today, and uh, the discussion was about Talib and Omar trying to get into uh, Israel and being boycott- uh, not allowed in and all that. And it went kind of like this, and Harris Faulkner's the one who chimed in, and I loved what she said to him. Listen. The Democrats today are up eight. It's not working. I dem- Donald Trump will try to demonize people of color. It will be them today. It will be people crossing the border tomorrow and somebody else between now and Election Day. And I think God, most of the public has tired of it. They just don't <laughs> so, want so it. So, Richard, think- I'm, I'm going to step in here because, I, I mean, you, you hit the race button pretty early in the hour. Uh, and, and I'm surprised that you don't say that the president is dinging them on their policies and their ideas. And by the way, I mean, Melissa brought up the whole, you know, the chasm potentially in your party because of the oxygen sucking that right. they're doing away from your 2020 right. presidential candidates. I know you're down to like 22 or 23 now, so yeah. maybe it's dwindling to something that you can handle. But the bigger issue here is the box that it puts Democrats in who don't agree with these two to four women. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, first of all, as to the oxygen, in the last Fox poll, Joe Biden was beating Donald Trump 50 to 38. So whatever it is that the theory is, it's not working. Joe Biden has run for president twice before. If he doesn't have name recognition by now, God help him. That's not a yeah. name. Okay, but he's running against Donald Trump. They both have name recognition, and he's 12 points ahead. So my point is that the Democratic candidates are not suffering from this. The presidential well, John Delaney actually no, no, says that, that he not is. That it's a suffering. Yeah. Yeah, so Harris kind of called him on calling the race card, which the Democrats do usually about within, I don't know, 12 seconds into any interview. They have to bring up that Donald Trump is a racist, uh, a bigot, a white supremacist, any one of those things. So um, I got to get – we're out of time. I only got about 20 seconds left. Uh, during the break, I organized a, uh, a, a little – gathering after the show tonight and we're all everybody here at the station we're going to go out and uh do a little adult recess and i'm really looking forward to the hopscotch i'll talk to you tomorrow bye the john steigerwald show is a production of am 1250 the answer and salem media group three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com